Hello and welcome to the podcast. You're listening to Be Uncluttered. I'm Tara Tuttle and with me is Rebecca Mazzino and together we're going to help you on your journey to a life free of clutter. Hi and welcome to this week's episode. This week we're talking about jewellery. So we're going to talk about decluttering jewellery and organising jewellery from the costume stuff to the fancy stuff. So I thought it's been quite a long spell between stats. I haven't delivered any <laughs> stats for a while and I thought our little my little stat fans out there might be missing out. So I wanted to have a look because I know that I've got plenty of jewellery but I wasn't sure if that's normal or if that's just me. So uh, the stat I've found is slightly out of date. So it's from the Daily Mail in the UK from 2014 but we'll go with that because it, it sounded pretty interesting. Uh, it said most women of 40 years old have a jewellery collection worth about £6,000, which at today's kind of rate is about 11500 Aussie dollars. And it suggests that the typical value of a woman's jewellery increases by about £2,000 every 10 years as they reach middle age. And that's from adding to their collections either themselves or through gifts um, from other people. And quite often these types of collections include about 150 pieces uh, and usually the most expensive item within someone's jewellery collection is their engagement ring. But this is where it gets interesting because just 33% of the jewellery that people own is regularly worn mm. and the remaining two-thirds left is left sitting neglected in their jewellery boxes. Um which I guess I can kind of relate with and I'm, I'm thinking most people can probably mm. relate with that figure too. Um, going on from that, only 9% of women sell or remodel their unwanted pieces. Uh, a lot of people just hang on to them even though they don't wear them. Mm. And obviously for more affluent women, the figures, you know, are far higher than what I've said, but I think this is looking at, you know, general um, middle-class society. And the last little bit of this article talked about women, you know, they were asked about would, would they sell their unwanted items and almost 80% of women said that they w- had no intention of selling. They wouldn't sell their unwanted items even mm. though they didn't wear them and didn't care for them anymore. But part of it was because there was some kind of sentimental value. Um, so although they weren't wearing them, they still felt attached to it either because it was given to them by someone or it reminded them of someone or a time. Uh, And the other reason was that they didn't trust the quotes that they were getting. So if they were taking their jewellery items into a place to be valued, they weren't sure if the store people were giving them a a reasonable price. They couldn't Mm -hmm. compare uh, and and sometimes felt like they were being ripped off. So uh, with that lack of trust there, they thought they'd just hold on to things rather than selling them. Can you relate to any of that, Beck? Most of it. I don't think I have that much. I don't have a lot of valuable jewellery. So I just have my engagement ring and my wedding ring, which has got some diamonds on it, but it's the tiny little one, so it's not worth a lot. But I don't have I don't have a lot of valuable jewellery. I, I own like four diamonds, like three tinsy tiny little ones that are worth probably $5 each, <laughs> uh, and then my engagement diamond. And I don't even wear my wedding ring at the moment. And I was when, I, when you were talking about why they're, why they're not wearing them, I think there's another category of jewellery that is unworn, and that is jewellery that needs repair. 
and people don't get around to repairing their jewellery. They tend to like put it aside and go, oh, yeah, I'll get that fixed. And then they just don't and it just sits there forever. And I recently had a problem with my wedding ring and I got out of the car in a hurry, which is usually me anyway, but I got out of the car and I still have absolutely no idea how this happened. I cannot describe (laughs) how it happened. But I got out of the car and as I was closing the car, somehow my wedding ring got caught on a hook or something on the inside of the car door and it just wrenched it. Like I ended up with a big purple bruise on my finger and the wedding ring was bent, like really badly bent, Um, and it almost squeezed one of my diamonds like right inside the ring because it mm. the sort of, the you know, the pushed-in diamonds. I've got three of those little pushed-in diamonds on it. And it pushed it right in and like bent it so badly and um, just about took my finger off. <laughs> it was awful. It was really painful. And I've had it in a drawer now for five months um, because I haven't got around to getting it repaired yet. So uh, that's sort of I can relate to that for sure. Mm. Yeah, jewellery is a tricky one. I think part of it is because it doesn't take up a lot of space either. So it's not, yeah. it, there's not that pressing need. When you've got surfboards in your house that you don't <laughs> yeah. use anymore, it's pretty obvious that they're a waste of space so you get rid of them. But yeah. like I think of, you know, my jewellery collection and I have, a, I have heaps of costume jewellery, you know, plenty of stuff changed my mind like I change my clothing and I just go oh yep oh now I'm into beads for five minutes and now I like gold jewelry and now you know and so, but, so I just have this huge collection but mm. even so it doesn't take up that much room it doesn't take up as mm. much room as my uh the amount of all the shoes I've got so I'd much <laughs> you know sooner go and declutter shoes because yeah. you get a greater return on your investment for the time don't you, you get more space yep. back yeah um, for sure so jewelry is so easy to just stick it in that drawer or pop it in the box and deal with it later. Mm. Yeah. I can relate to the whole sentimental thing because I have stuff from my childhood even still, little tiny pieces like one earring um, where I've lost the other part or something like that that reminds me of a time or or it just reminds me of that particular era. So I I definitely understand why people keep jewelry for sentimental reasons for sure. But not the costume stuff. Most of my costume stuff kind of comes and goes every five years or so, sort of goes in cycles like you were talking about. But the the good stuff and the old stuff just stays. If we're inspiring people to declutter, let's go through some of the best ways to declutter our jewellery. Beck, where do you recommend mm. starting? Well, I did this recently and I I pulled it all out. I did the whole pull it all out and lay it on my bed thing. And I think that worked quite well. And I just looked at every single item. I kind of grouped them a little bit, looked at all the necklaces, and I just looked at the ones that I hadn't worn in a long time and they all went. And if I couldn't think of a reason or an outfit to wear it with, it went. And there were some that were a bit more difficult. There's, I had some jewellery that my sister made me that I don't wear. And so what I want, what I did is I actually put together a little memorabilia box, which I put those in. So they, so I made some space where my good jewellery is for a little box of memorabilia-based jewellery. So I did put some aside for that reason, but all the other ones that I wasn't wearing sort of went. But, yeah, I laid it all out on the bed. Yeah, look, and, you know, so often we we talk about, you know, don't get yourself into a massive mess, don't pull everything (laughs) out unless you've got the time. But I think jewellery is one of those things, unless you've got an obscene amount, Mm. um, you know, you can pull it out. It's not too hard to lay it out, yeah. 
Yeah, it's quite good to be able to see how much you've got and how many duplicates of things you've got. I recommend if you don't, if you, you know, putting it on your bed or your kitchen table is good. If you're, you've got like a patterned doona cover or bedspread, I would suggest putting like a white sheet or a white tablecloth uh, mm, out so that you can put it all out on that. Just so that, you know, especially if you've got little earrings and charms and bits and pieces, because you really don't want to lose any of those in the process. Mm. Otherwise, you can even just spread out a bunch of white sheets of paper to, to group your items on. Um, mm. just so that you don't lose anything. And then I would uh, start by sorting things into categories. So pop your earrings together. For me, it would be dangly earrings in one pile and, you know, studs in another pile, hoops maybe in mm. another pile. Got a quite a few earrings, you know, to say, <laughs> well, look, I've got there's a few that are the same, same metal and roughly the same size, don't really need to keep them all, you know, that kind of thing. So I think Getting it all out and laying your eyes on it all first is probably a really good way to start with jewellery. Yeah. And if you do have lots of different stashes, you can just do a stash at a time. And once you've been through those stashes, you can then group the stashes together. Um, Mm. So if you do think that your volume's a bit too much, maybe just do a section at a time. And then once once it's culled down a bit, you might then be able to put those sections all together uh, as well. So you mentioned uh, things that need repair if if you've got broken jewellery or, you know, watch straps that are broken or worn or, you know, an earring, especially, you know, like costume jewellery where a gem's dropped out or, um, oh, yeah. you know, a bead's broken or cracked or something like that, if you honestly are not bothered about getting them repaired, if you cannot be bothered spending the time or the money, let them go because mm. – and chances are, unless it's happened really recently, now I'm not telling you to get rid of your wedding ring, Beck, but <laughs> unless it's happened recently and you just, you know, it happened last week and you haven't scheduled it for this week, if it's been sitting around for a long time, it's obviously not that important to you to get fixed. So maybe mm. consider letting it go. Yeah. And it doesn't always have to be donation. You might be able to sell it because if it's of some value to someone else, they might be quite happy to do the repair. Um, themselves you know a lot of people will buy watches Mm. that you know and you know buy watches that have got broken bands because they've got bands and they'll connect them with different faces and things like that so yeah exactly especially if it's just a matter of a missing pin or um, a missing loop or or something like that then yeah it can be people are quite happy to do that if you can't find someone to repair your stuff ask around um you can get lots of a lot of people have had things repaired before and can recommend um good repairs that's one thing that kind of worries me about my wedding ring is getting the right person like getting a quality job and so that's one thing I've kind of procrastinated because I have to do a bit of work in order to find the right repairer I don't just want to do anything because I've had some bad experiences so you know that's something that has made me prevented me from doing it so far as well so you know, if you're if you're like me and you've put off getting some repairs done, dedicate the time in your calendar and and get it done. Otherwise, you know, there's this if the item is important, uh, it's it's worth the time. And it probably is a really good um, idea to get word of mouth, get a referral, or yeah. you know, talk to your friends uh, and family about who they might have used. Because if you are worried about um, the legitimacy of a place and you've never been there before, you've never used them before, it can be a bit scary to hand over something that's precious to you. So see if you can, 
you know, find someone who's used people before and said, yep, I've used this jeweler. They were great, uh, really reliable, had no issues, you know, might just give you that little bit mm. more courage to hand over yeah. something. Mm. Yeah. So listeners in Adelaide, message me with your trusted <laughs> jewellery repairer and I'll get my wedding ring fixed. Right, we'll hold you to that in the community. I want to put it yeah, on Yeah, actually I want to post a photo of it. I'm going to post a photo of what it looks like now in the community because it's quite m- mauled. <laughs> it's really surprising. I can't believe you did this hopping out of car. Uh, same. Need this, to- is, this is why I want it's really quite amazing what it happened to it just from getting out of the car. I still don't even know what I got caught on. You need to tuck your it's wings weird. in when you <laughs> going through small tuck spaces. Tuck my wings in. <laughs> um, I think so. I would, I would say um, when you're decluttering, if you've got sentimental pieces of jewellery that you know you're not going to wear anymore, I would suggest that you keep them separate from your everyday pieces. And it might it doesn't have to be in a whole different location. It might still be within the same jewellery box, but you might tuck them away in a little velvet bag or a little box within your jewellery box or something like that. Only because um, it's just one of those things that can get in the way and prevent you seeing how much stuff you've actually got there. Um, and there's some, you know, there's some really lovely ways that you can store your jewellery and we'll get into that a bit later. But I would suggest if you've, you know, got a pile and you think, I really want to keep this. It reminds me of so-and-so. It was an heirloom from so-and-so, blah, blah, blah. That's fine. But don't mix them up with all your beads and your, you know, other other necklaces and rings that you're wearing every day because it'll just mm. create a bit of chaos. Yeah. Well, that's what I did when I sorted. I've got my everyday costume in one section and then I have my nicer stuff in a different section and then the nicer stuff is sort of hidden away and the costume stuff is quite obviously hanging in my wardrobe. Um, We'll talk about it when we get to storage. But uh, grouping it like that makes it uh, a little bit easier to manage as well. Then the next thing I would suggest, unless you're intending to sell on your pieces of jewellery at a later date, I would say don't keep the original boxes unless Mm. you're storing things in them. If you have a collection of watches and you store them all in their original boxes, fair enough, that's fine, not a problem. But so many people will get uh, new earrings or a bracelet or a watch or whatever, keep the, and quite often the boxes can be very lovely or, you know, there's the velvet ones and there's, and they are designed for you to store your items back in they usually have the right kind of fabrics it should be against the precious metals and all that kind of thing but if you don't use it there's no point keeping it and if you don't Mm. have you know the intention to sell it on later because often you know if you're going to sell a watch later it can be handy or you know nice to display it in its original box but if this is something that you think you want to keep long term and you're not prepared to have all the little individual boxes lined up and use them then I would say let them go because so often in clients' houses it's like the bedside table or one of the drawers in the dresser and it's like, wow, what's in all of these little beautiful little velvet boxes? Oh, nothing. I got (laughs) earrings in this one and a ring in that one and a necklace in that one and I've kept all the boxes but I don't use them and it's like, and Mm, it feels hard. It takes up a lot of space. Yeah, and it feels a bit like that's part of the the gift or it's part of the uh, set, you know, when it comes in it. People just don't put things back. I I know I don't put things back in them. So I feel really callous. I got this beautiful um, watch 
when we left the UK from my husband and it came in this lovely box lined with, you know, I don't know, whatever, looked like something the queen would have her watch in, like silk and bows and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, it's beautiful. And I put the watch on and I just chuck the box in the bed and it's like, I know that feels terrible. <laughs> like it's just I've chucked out a whole piece of the, the gift. But I'm like, I'm honestly, I'm never going to put my watch back in there, so don't worry about it. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. One of the things that you can do with sentimental items that you aren't going to wear is to maybe consider gifting them. Uh, I mean, it's perfectly okay to make room to keep sentimental items, but think about whether or not somebody else might actually get some use out of them. And there might be a loved one that you can pass that on to now instead of waiting, you know, it can sit in the box for 20 years until you go and then, you know, then they get it, but they could actually have it now and be enjoying it now. So um, consider doing that as well. Yeah, look, I after my um, mum passed, I I wore one of, or I still wear one of her rings, um, but there was another ring as well that she had. And at the time my brother, he was, you know, early 20s and the thought of keeping his mum's engagement ring was like, oh, whatever, what am I going to do with that? And <laughs> it was one of those things that I knew that we didn't want to part with, but... Um, it wasn't the right time. And because mum had two, my dad kept her wedding band. Um, I So I kept her eternity ring, which I loved and is on mm. my hand every day. And she's probably appalled by the state of it because, you know, I do the gardening <laughs> in it and wash the dishes. <laughs> but that's okay. I wear it every day. Um, so then the other, it seemed natural. There were three of us. She had three rings that she wore all the time. So dad had one. I had one and then my brother was that kind of, ah, do I, don't I? So then I said to my dad, look, you know what, I'll keep it and it sat in a box or in a little velvet bag in my top drawer for years because it was like, oh, when's the right time? And then Mm. I wondered about whether he would have it remodelled when he um, asked his now wife to marry him but they ended up using um, her grandmother's ring so it sat there and it sat there but now they've got a daughter and so when their daughter was born that was the right time I said here you go this you know this was mum's I've kept it all this time waiting for the right Mm. time and um, now Anna can have it and you know at some point they can turn it into a an you know, a necklace, use the diamond and a necklace or turn it into a smaller ring for her or something like that. But Mm. it's, you know, that could have sat in my drawer or even sat in my brother's drawer (laughs) until either of us pass away before anyone gets it and uses it. But that, like you said, it's so much more valuable if someone's enjoying it and using it. So I think it's worth contemplating a few of those things, see if, if there's someone out there that would get more joy from it than, than you. Mm, definitely Mm. and if you don't have family uh then perhaps you could consider donating it to charity or um selling the item to somebody else who will love it so it doesn't have to be family that that could love it you can always sell your jewelry to somebody else and uh, and they will enjoy it a great deal and you can also turn you know if you sell some jewelry turn it into something else I had um talking about mum's jewelry again there was a bunch of other gold stuff that I wasn't going to use she had you know necklaces and bracelets and fewer earrings and stuff that just weren't my kind of style and I held on to them for a long time thinking oh what do I do I know I'll never wear them um and what I ended up doing was I sold them and put that money towards a 
professional photo shoot of my husband and I and our two kids because it was one of those things that we'd been talking about. We should have some proper photos taken of our family. It had been a few years and we just hadn't got to it. And I said, oh, you know what I'll do? I'll sell mum's jewellery and that can pay for our, you know, our sitting fee and all the portraits that we get afterwards because it's that is something then that we will keep that is on our wall that will be used Mm. and loved and it feels like then that's a gift from mum or I've not just yeah I was just gonna say it's something she would like to give you yeah yeah I haven't just used her money to pay the gas bill but that that (laughs) would be perfectly fine too I'm sure you know everyone can use a bit of extra money but it felt like a nice way to kind of keep the sentimental link yeah yeah Yeah, Um, so you can always kind of re-channel the money if you've got if you've got some concerns about selling it and um, feelings of sentimentality. You can always turn it into some other heirloom or sentimental piece that you hold on to that still triggers the memory of the person Mm. without just having a pile of of jewelry in your drawers. Mm. All right, so we've decluttered. And how can we store our jewelry? What ideas have you got for storage? I think you have to, before you even start to figure out how to, how you want to store it, you've got to ask yourself a couple of questions. The first one is, do you want it on display? Do you want your jewellery out or some of it out and some of it hidden? Or do you want it all hidden and out of sight? And sometimes it might come down to a security thing. Other times it might come to an aesthetic thing. Uh, and where is the most convenient location to store it? Where do you are you most likely to put it on and take it off? Because you want to prevent your jewellery, whether it's precious or it's costume, being left laying around on benches and dressing tables or your bathroom vanity, bedside table, that kind of thing. So think about where you put it on and off, the practicalities of it and how you might like it to be displayed before you start organising it. Definitely. I'm guilty of leaving it on my bedside table and at least that's the only spot I leave it. I, I could also probably leave them in the bathroom, but I do leave it on bedside tables a fair amount. And it's kind of similar to clothes for me. Like during the week, it's sort of I'll wear a different pair of earrings sort of most days and then I end up with a little pile on my bedside table. And then on the weekend, like the pile of clothes on the chair, I put them all away. Mm-hmm. Uh, so sort of, I, I sort of do keep up with it a little bit and occasionally I'll go back to the bedside table and I'll wear the same earrings that, that I've already worn that week and it's a little bit faster. But I don't want them all there all the time because even though that's the most convenient spot, it would be really messy if I kept them all there. So I have a second most convenient spot that they will stay permanently. Mm -hmm. I'm quite similar. I have most of the time during the week, unless I'm going out or anything, I will wear little stud earrings, um, little flat ones. But I've found that I was always taking them off at night when I was um, washing my face and brushing my teeth. And so I ended Mm. up putting a tiny little um, dish in my bathroom vanity in one of my drawers and my little stud uh, earrings live in there because that's where they Mm. were being put on and taken off and so that was convenient and then there's kind of the mothership is in my bedroom (laughs) (laughs) Um, and occasionally I'll rotate the little studs in and out of there if I've got you know different mood going on but um, Mm. yeah I have that little secondary stash as well. We're also different in our habits and our behaviours around jewellery as well that we really need to keep that into keep that as a factor because if you set up a system that's the same as somebody else's but you have completely different habits, it's not going to work for you. So really analysing the way you operate 
where do you take them off? When do you take them off? Um, how do you go looking for them? All those kinds of questions are really important in figuring out where to store things for sure. So some of the most common options for storing your jewellery, um, if you're lucky enough to have some of those large, you know, wide, shallow drawers in your dresser yeah. or your cupboard, you know, some of the beautiful ones you see in the in the big walk-in robes and yeah. dressing rooms. And they pull yeah. them out and they've got glass tops on them and each individual little compartment. Oh, little padded drool, felt dividers. Drool yeah. over those drawers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, if you're fortunate so an enough option. to yeah. have them, yes, obviously go for it. You can get some really cool stacked jewellery boxes as well. And so you could have, you know, your bracelets in one uh, section and then you add the next section to the top of it basically you buy the top of the box which has the lid that opens and closes and then you can take the layers off and you can buy individual layers and compartments as your jewelry mm. collection grows and put different things on each layer um, they're quite cool and have different you know compartments for watches and rings and stuff like that but I mean there's all manner of beautiful jewelry boxes out there if you want something out um, where your jewelry is you know I guess easily accessible but not necessarily on display. Mm, yeah. You can get Perspex ones too. There's lots of Perspex jewellery boxes that stack like that, like little boxes mm. and um, stands and things like that all in that Perspex, uh, which can be pretty cool. But most of them only work if they're on a flat surface with room around them and above them. So they kind of have to be on display or they're not worth having. Mm. because yeah I've found I've had clients that have tried to put them in the cupboards and drawers and although the the some of them like the trays will work in drawers the the stands and things like that that it just doesn't work that way so you really need kind of space around it if you're going to have a stand yep I have one of those um <sighs> necklace stands I'm trying to think how to describe it it's got like little feet and, you know, it looks, it's not a tree, but that's probably the best way to explain it. And it's got like little arms out the top of it with, um, and I hang my long yep. necklaces on it and that stands. So it's on. like a hat rack for jewellery, a small, a miniature hat rack. Or... That is the perfect explanation. I don't know why I couldn't <laughs> get to that. But, yes, that is exactly it. And I have that uh, that stands on my dresser with my most worn necklaces on it. Um, yeah. But they're quite common as well. You can get some beautiful mm beautiful designs um and you can get lots of hangers as well that attach to walls you know pegboards cork boards you know I've seen people that will put up a, like a cork board with lots of little pretty looking tacks and then hang their necklaces mm. on those um, yep you can also uh, put if you get an old frame an old picture frame that you don't use anymore and put fly wire behind it and or in the sort of opening and then you can hook your earrings through that fly wire as well and have that hung up on the wall too. Oh, that's very cool. I like that idea. Um, I bought my children both an earring holder last year from um, an Australian company called Bon Maxi. This podcast is not sponsored by them, but I really love their <laughs> products. They have lots of different jewellery holders and because my girls are going through an earring phase um, and they don't wear dangly earrings. It's all, you know, studs and little studs. little ones, little coloured things. And it's basically a um, fine kind of timber board that sits on a little stand. It looks like a miniature art easel. Oh, yeah. And 
and it just has all these holes in it. And so the girls just, you know, put the earring through, through, put the back on the back, and they use it as like a little, it's a little display that sits on their bedside tables mm. uh, with all their earrings on. But it's a really, because they used to have them all thrown in boxes and then they couldn't find the pair. And then, you know, mm-hmm. so we thought this was a really cute way for them to organize them um, and keep them neat. So I'll put mm. a link to that on our in yeah, our show notes good. if people are interested. Um, on the whole earring getting separate earrings getting separated things. If you've got studs and you've got the butterfly kind of clips on the back of them, not the cone shaped ones, but if you've got the little butterfly ones on the back, you can actually connect each earring to the other one. So you just take the back off one of the earrings, slide it through the little butterfly hole of the other earring back and then put the back on and then they're sort of tied together Uh, and that's if you've got them like in drawers or in bowls or whatever you can keep them together by doing it that way does that make sense yes um i posted a picture on my instagram of or a little demonstration on instagram so um, maybe we can put a link to that because it's a very visual thing (laughs) it's hard to explain yeah yeah no but that makes sense because there's nothing more frustrating than trying to find the other ear (laughs) yeah Um, yeah exactly you can, if you don't have a lot of money to spend um, or you want a really like economical way to sort your jewellery and have things in separate compartments, and I guess that's that's a goal, isn't it, to have things separate enough that they're with their yeah. partner if they have a partner and also that they're not getting tangled or jumbled tangled. together. Yeah. So having, yeah. you know, storage compartments within whatever your container is. Um, there's some really reasonably priced containers out there with dividers. You can even um, find you know, fishing tackle boxes and some of them can get pretty fancy as well but just with all the separate plastic compartments, a lot of crafting yep. stores have some really interesting that people use for buttons and beads and stuff like that that you can use for earrings and bracelets yep. and stuff like that as well. So it doesn't have to be a really expensive storage solution. You can, you know, organise your stuff on, on a budget. I, yeah, I think one of the aims is to just store them in a way that they can't be tangled. So I'll explain my system in a minute, but I use in our, in my bigger container for necklaces and stuff, I use those little, I was going to say mesh bags. Do you know what I mean? They're like chiffon or some kind of like fine. Like organza. organza. Organza, that's it, little bag yeah. uh, with the tie and you can get a bunch of them at your, you know, local sewing or craft store for like $2 or whatever. Um, and so I keep all my necklaces because my necklaces are in a big container I keep them all separate mm, by idea. having them all in those little bags and lined up. But I try and buy the um, clear ones or the white ones so I can actually see what's in it because if you buy the darker yeah. colours, sometimes it's hard to see. Yeah, and you don't want to open seven of them to try and find one, that's <laughs> mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. I don't have enough that I need to do that. I don't have that many chains. So I can get away with just sort of sticking them in a couple of separate little individual spots in a, in a jewellery box. Mm-hmm. One thing that I would consider doing uh, if you wanted to display some of your sentimental items uh, that you that you won't wear is that you could use a shadow box like, you know, one of the deep photo frames and that way it could be out. You could pop it in a shadow box either maybe if you've got it, say, from your grandmother, you could pop it in the shadow box with a picture of your grandmother and um, and her idea. necklace hanging, hanging next to it. Or you could create some other kind of crafty, display so that you could have things out and see them and get the joy out of them if you want to keep them but you're not using them Um, and I'm sure if you went on places like Pinterest you could find some really interesting jewelry storage and display options as well 
Oh, yeah, there's a billion. There's a billion. Mm. So when you sorted your uh, jewellery recently, Beck, how did you organise yours? Storage-wise, I've got a couple of different categories. So I have my most of my costume jewellery, so beads and big dangly earrings. I've got to the point now with my haircut, because I'm sure everyone's really interested in this, but I've got to the <laughs> point now with my haircut where I can actually wear it up. And so I'm, I'm absolutely reveling in this time where I don't have to spend time blow-drying my hair and I just wash it and then I throw it up in a high bun and I've been where I wear a high bun every day now and so with a high bun I have all of this space to show off big earrings (laughs) so I'm going through an earring phase at the moment and so I've got in my wardrobe I've got a jewelry organizer which is one of those big plastic sheets the size of a maybe a coat a coat cover you know those coat bags yes you put over the coat yeah so it's about that size and it's got a whole lot of clear plastic pockets all over it. You can get them with pockets on the front and the back. Mine just have pockets on the front. And for the earrings that are studs but that are big enough, then they take up too much space in a little bowl, I've just poked them through the plastic and stuck the backs on the backs. Um, be warned, if you go to take it off and you drop the back down in the little pocket, you have to find your tweezers <laughs> to go and get it out, which I had to do the other day. Uh, so just be careful about that. And I just hook the hanging earrings over the top of them. And then inside those pockets, I put bangles and bracelets and watches and necklaces or mm. large necklaces. So that's where I keep the bulk of my costume jewellery uh my sentimental jewellery is hidden away in just my an old jewellery box that I've had since I was a teenager someone offered to buy it from me once and I was like oh I I don't know that I can but I think there must be a demand for it it's one of those ones with the um clown on the front the sad clown with the big eyes (gasps) from the 80s do you know the one I'm talking about yes I do yeah it's a particular type yeah and I I mentioned it once in a Facebook group that I'm in for retro collectors and these people jumped on going oh oh, oh, will you sell it will you sell it will you sell it and I was like oh no I won't but (laughs) nice to know there's a demand for it if I decide to so that's where I keep sort of my sentimental stuff and then on my bedside table I've got a little bowl with a lid that was given to me um, as a gift by my sister and that has my like tiny little studs that I don't want to fuss around with in the plastic pockets and um, a couple of my chains I don't have many of my necklace chains and that's about it mm. and so yeah it's sort of they're just in a few, couple of different places but I culled heaps and so now everything that's in that hanging thing I wear all the time and I can just sort of pull it out a little bit I can pull the whole thing out and look at it but I don't really need to I can just push my clothes out of the way because I don't have like it's not jammed just push my clothes out of the way and I can see all of my earrings all hanging there um, ready for me to to choose which ones I want to wear that day so I've actually been wearing a different pair of earrings most days these days it's great fun oh that's very cool we will have to put a photo of it in um on our Facebook community page so that we can see what you're talking about will do mine is not quite as modern as that I had to get well I didn't have to I wanted to get a bit uh creative so I've got the um that little stand that my a few of my just the necklaces that I wear regularly are hanging on that and then I've got those the little pot in my bathroom with my stud earrings but Mm. I fell in love with this box it's like a wooden 
box that I found in an antique store in the UK and it's it was like you know those massive timber boxes that you used to get old cutlery sets in and they'd come in these huge oh, big yes. velvet lined they boxes. still do come in them there you go. Well, I find that's how long it's been since I've bought myself cutlery. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so I saw this beautiful old box and I wanted it and I couldn't figure out what I was going to use it for and I had to come up with a justification quick in my head before I took it to the uh, cash register. <laughs> and so I decided I'd store my jewellery in it and it's great. I ended up the velvet lining was all trashed, so I pulled that out and I lined it with some other fabric and I had my necklaces and stuff and bits and bangles and bits and pieces all in the little organza bags in one side, but I was trying to work out how I could create a section for earrings. And so what I ended up doing was, I don't know if you cast your mind back, folks, to some very old person's house many, many years ago, and they used to have thimble holders on the walls. Do you remember ever seeing them they're like these little wooden things and uh, people used to display like um souvenir thimbles in them and it's like it's like a little it's almost the size of a small photo frame but it's got all these little compartments and people used to have these things hung on their walls well so I found one of those that was the right size and I've glued it into the bottom of my um nice jewelry box and then so because it's on its side all the little tiny little compartments face up. So then I use that for my mm. earring storage. So, yes, again, it's a visual thing and people are probably thinking, what? She's got a cutlery box and a thimble holder. <laughs> but I will put a picture yeah. of it in our Facebook community so you can see yeah. what I'm talking about. But it keeps all my dangly earrings separate in each of their little compartments and it works well. And then that all just sits up on my um, on my dresser. So it's hey, easy to it's access. It's very accessible. But yeah. it's, when it's closed, it's tidy and um, mm. things don't get dusty and that kind of thing. So it's mm. a great idea. There you go. So storage, like you said, it, it's very hard to talk about storage in an audio-only format <laughs> um, because it's a very visual thing. But I think we've talked about lots of different storage options for you, so hopefully you've got heaps of ideas there. Um, a couple of other things about store about storing your jewelry um the first one is to make sure that you store it clean and dry so there's no makeup on it no moisture um, because that will uh, obviously deteriorate the jewelry a lot faster than if you do put it away clean yeah and if you um, come across those tiny little packets of silica you quite often get them in shoe boxes and things like that when you buy a new pair of shoes um grab a couple of those little silica packets make sure that they're not somewhere where your kids can get to them but pop them in your jewelry box as well because then they'll keep all the moisture out of your jewelry and stop it tarnishing and stop Mm. it wearing if you want to clean your jewelry most people say the best way to do it is just a simple non-abrasive kind of dishwashing liquid and a soft bristled toothbrush and then dry with like a glass polishing cloth if you want to kind of get some of that sheen and shimmer back and when you think about our jewelry and how often it touches our skin and our clothing but gets perfume sprayed on it and you know makeup and bits and pieces on it it is worth giving your jewelry a good clean occasionally as well yep and another tip is if you've got expensive jewelry don't leave it in obvious spots so you know the little bowl beside your bed is not the place for your twenty thousand dollar diamond necklace 
because that's probably the first thing that the robbers are going to, to robbers. I sound like a really old person saying robbers. That's the first thing that these, um, anyone breaking into your house, that's the first place they're going to go. So, uh, and don't put it in the freezer because I think that's the second place they go. <laughs> um, but yeah, storing it out of sight is a really good idea. Just, um, but obviously, if, I think if you had a $20,000 necklace, you'd actually get a safe, wouldn't you? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And if but you, you know what I mean? Yeah, when you're um, storing any of your precious jewellery, try and keep the pieces separate so that they can't touch because quite often um, things like diamonds can scratch other metals uh, or other softer stones and things like that. So if you've got precious jewellery, take the time to store it properly so that it doesn't damage each other. But I think that's that's probably it for our jewellery storage tips. Yeah, I think so too. All right, so we will post some pictures in our uh, Facebook community group uh, so that you can come along and um, have a look and you can share your ideas as well. If you've got an amazing jewellery storage option that you think will inspire others, we would love to see it. Absolutely. So um, join us in our Facebook group and we'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us. We'd love it if you'd leave a review or tell all your friends about us so that they too can be uncluttered. If you'd like to connect with us, you can find us at beuncluttered.com.au or on social media or on our own websites at clearspace.net.au and basklifecoaching.com.